Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. We know your life will be changed for the better by listening to God's word. If you'd like to know more about Trinity Beaumont or contribute to our ministry, please visit www.trinitybeaumont.com. And now, without further ado, Pastor Andrew, what do you go, Prophet Eddie? (laughs) Prophet Eddie. Y'all make some noise for my guy, Prophet. I'm going to trade this off with you, and I'm going to get this one. Okay. Okay. Amen. Well, it's certainly a um, pleasure and a privilege to be here. Um, at Trinity, just to fellowship with you all. We're honored to have you, bro. Amen. We're going to do a little bit of a panel this morning. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, Prophet Eddie um, is a lot younger than I am, uh, but age is no matter in the kingdom. And has uh, a beautiful wife, Lori, over there, and their son, Judah. I think it, he's not out here. He's back in the back. How, Judah, he's not a year? A month. A year and month. Oh, my gosh. You got the right. Yeah. Beautiful son. Um, for those of you who don't know, also Prophet Eddie uh, actually uh, joined our church, came to our church for a short period of time, and uh, he said, "I'm going to start a church in a year." And then, like in how many months? Like three months? You guys were gone. I was like, "Where'd yeah. they go?" He's yeah. like, "The Lord told us to start the church." I was like, "Well, can't argue with that." <laughs> so uh, yeah, for those of you who uh, have never heard of uh, Rama, um, I don't know what it means, but it's a place in the Bible. <laughs> go ahead, well, share with us. So, um, actually, I started with Ma at Old Roberts University. That's right, that's right. <laughs> so, um, it's been a ministry for a while, um, and the Lord told me to start a place. So Ma was a place where Samuel and several school of the prophets lived. And the Lord told me, he said, um, start a place or a city or a tribe where people can come to hear my voice. And Saul went to Ma to hear God's voice. You know, David went to Ma to hear God's voice. And so, um, I... Um, objective or our mission is to be a place, a center for people to come and hear the genuine, authentic voice of the Lord. So, got church right there, bro. <laughs> I'm feeling that yeah. on a spiritual yeah, level. Yeah. All right, well, let's dive in here um, and uh, pray, and then we'll uh, I'll do a little introduction and we can go from there. Okay. So, Lord, we just thank you so much for what you're doing, for your presence. Ultimately, it's all about you. We just love you. We're so thankful um, that we're uh, two or more together. There you are in our midst. And uh, so we just give you the floor, God, whatever you want to do, however you want to do it, and whatever you want to say, it's yours. And we just give you the glory in advance because you're so worthy. Come on. Can you give him some glory just for a moment? Come on. He's worthy. Worthy, worthy, worthy. You're so worthy. Yeah, that's all right. Go ahead. Hallelujah. You're the worthy one. We're not going to wait to see the signs, miracles, and wonders because you've already performed them. You've been so faithful throughout all the ages. (laughs) <laughs> Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isn't he worthy? Isn't he beautiful? Isn't he amazing? Oh, you're the glorious one. There's none like you, Lord. Oh, all right. We just cro- crossed over there a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. So good. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Come on. It's all about him, isn't it? Yeah. He's the Savior. I love that song that uh, you guys do uh, quite often. You know, Jesus, what a Savior, what a friend. Yeah. 
What a savior, what a friend. Um, so we're in the middle of an eight-week series. We kicked it off last week, um, and we're calling this series Sons and Daughters uh, because um, we believe it's important that, it's like you said, hearing the voice of God uh, has to do with identity. We're children of God. And so this series is really going to be uh, around that topic, that idea that, you know, we're his children. And, and what does that look like? Um, we came to the conclusion that even though our mission is to love God, love people, lead well, and we say that around here every week as we dismiss, our vision, what we want to see come to pass is for heaven to be manifested in Boma, so on earth as it is in heaven, right? Or in Beaumont as it is in heaven. And so we figured this would be a good place for us to maybe kind of start talking about the idea, well, what does it actually look like to manifest heaven? And so it's a great question, and you can go a lot of different directions. But we figured um, a good idea was to behold him. If, we're, if we can behold him accurately, clearly, um, then I believe that we can do uh, a good job of um, accurately reflecting his image. So the first four weeks, beholding his image, the last four will be reflecting. So last week we started beholding Jesus, the Bible. How many of you guys believe the Bible is important when it comes to beholding Jesus? In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. And so Jesus is the Bible from front to back. You can't, you can't read the Bible without Jesus, and you can't have Jesus without the Bible. Um, and that's a vast topic, and we, we got into it in house groups this week. How many of you guys enjoyed uh, the house groups this week? Yeah, it's an incredible opportunity. Um, so um, uh, the house groups are where we kind of, you know, really get a chance to, I don't know, flesh everything out and, you know, ask the questions that you didn't get to ask on Sundays because, you know, we teach and we preach, but it's not like a small group. So today, and I'm so, I just think it's so amazing how God orchestrates everything because when we mapped out this series, when we mapped out these eight weeks, we had already planned today to be a joint service with you guys. And so when we, we landed that today was a presence encounter, I was like, that's perfect with you guys because, I mean... You operate a lot prophetically, obviously, as a prophet, um, and you were telling me about a series you were doing um, called Rated R. You want to share a little bit about that? <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> you don't have to. No, no, it's okay. But no, we, um, the Lord laid it on my heart to um, share a series um, or start a series the whole month of October called Rated R. I'm dealing with those things that most churches or preachers don't really want to deal with. Um, things like fear, sexual morality, um, and just really hitting it because the Bible says, be holy for I am holy. You know, and I believe, you know, this month we've seen a mass increase of witchcraft. You know, we've seen a mass increase of, um, what are those things, the crystals and tarot cards and all over Facebook. And so, you know, uh, yeah, they're very, you know, they're, they're not rated R. You know, but the, the world's not rated R. You know, Satan's kingdom isn't rated R. They're leaving it, you know, PG for even children nowadays to see, you know, and so, and as the church, we step back and we don't really want to preach those things because we don't want to hurt people's feelings, you know. And so, you know, we're going to be rated R. We're going to be rated real. We're just going to preach the Come truth authentic. I can, I can appreciate that. <laughs> and you guys have been yeah. seeing a lot of deliverance yes. throughout the series. Yes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm expecting God would do it, whatever he wants to do this morning, Amen. including but not limited to deliverance. Mm. But with that being said, um, this topic today about uh, God's presence and encountering him um, is a a topic that's been near and dear to my heart, Um, but also a little bit foreign. You know, I I didn't grow up with it being familiar, Um, but I guess I just start and say that as believers, 
the supernatural should be normal to us. And when it comes to God's presence and having an encounter with him, um, the, the scripture that came to mind for me uh, was out of Isaiah chapter 6 in the Passion Translation. You can't find this on your Bible app. Uh, you, have to go to, um, you have to go to BibleGateway.com or the Passion Translation uh, has an actual uh, web page. Um, but before Jesus came, before you could have a, um, a personal relationship with God, um, Isaiah had a vision. Somebody say vision. A vision, like a real live, actual, like he saw this with his eyes. You guys ever read Revelation? John had a revelation, like he saw Jesus, glorified Jesus. Well, hundreds of years before this, I want, gosh, 600, something like that. Um, Isaiah chapter 6, it says, I clearly saw the Lord. He was seated on his exalted throne, towering high above me. I mean, right there in the first sentence, he says, in the year that King Uzziah died, I clearly saw the Lord. He was seated on his exalted throne, towering high above me. Um, And uh, he goes on to say, his long flowing robe of splendor spread throughout the template. This is actually a a passage. The first time you and I ever got together, um, the the Lord gave you a word from this uh, chapter of Isaiah uh, for me. Um, I just thought it was really interesting yeah. how God works together. Um, so he said, standing above him were angels of flaming fire. So just try to, try to picture this, if you will, because it is okay, it's normal. We should be having visions. We should be having prophetic dreams. We should be, you know, as, as uh, they talk about in Acts, you know, these things came to pass that uh, the prophet Joel prophesied. And so it should be normal for those of you who weren't here when... Um, Jessica came and she talked about how uh, the time for Pentecost has come. It never should have ended. I mean, that's where we're living and we're in in the days where the the world needs the real version of what we are supposed to be. And it's not just safe or normal. It's supernatural. It It should be us being able to produce the encounters that we're having in private for those around us. And, uh, and right here in the scripture, uh, it talks about, what an encounter could look like. And I've never had an encounter like this. I've never seen Jesus uh, on his throne. Yeah. You either? <laughs> no. No, okay. No. Well, uh, yeah. um, Dad Hagen, uh, yeah. Kenneth E. Hagen, he had a book called I Believe in Visions. He saw uh, the Lord Jesus, uh, how, somebody help me out, was it six times? Seven? Seven, seven times? I wanted to say seven, yeah. Was, um, and so uh, even Jesus, he said the pure in heart, Matthew 6, he said the pure in heart will see me. I mean, it's right there in front of us. So why shouldn't we be desiring to see him? So beholding Jesus not, is not just something that we do when we read about him. It's not just something that we ingest when we you know, are asking questions and, and trying to make sense of what we're reading. It's something that we can get on our face before him and, and, and actually do and have, have these radical encounters yeah. I remember um, when I was in the Dominican Republic uh, back in 2019, before the world really went haywire, and um, the last night we were there, we were flying out the next morning. I'd, we'd gone through three days of the crusade, um, or four days, I'm sorry, um, a day of rest. I went and toured the Dominican, just absolutely amazing. I was so tired. We got back to the hotel. It wasn't feeling very great. And um, I'm like, I'm going to go up to my room. It's like not. 8.30 or 9, uh, maybe maybe 10. 
And um, so Jason, he said, hey, uh, Holy Spirit's here. Let's pray. I was like, okay, well, you know, it's hard. I got to go. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be unspiritual. <laughs> so I, I said, okay, well, you know, it's not going to hurt to pray. I mean, for goodness sake, we were just there, you know, reaching the lost and, and you know, healing. I'd seen some really cool things. I heard angels there while yeah. we, uh, in one of the services, heard angels. I mean, nearly fell over. And, um, and so we pray. And the next thing you know, it's been three hours. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were, they'd say, hey, you guys have, you can't be down here anymore. We're closing it. Yeah. So, well, we're not going to leave now. So we go up to the room, and it's like eight of us, nine of us, we're praying together, and this is when things really got freaky. I mean, I've done some, I've done some drugs, I've done some stuff that like messes with your like temporal, your your flesh, stuff yeah. like that. But I've never seen anything like this before. Yeah. Actually, I never wanted to hallucinate. I yeah. don't like losing control of my motor function, and uh, we were sitting around together, and I share this story with you guys today to encourage. What could be possible for you? Not everybody dreams, but, they, but you can. Not everybody sees, but you can. Not everybody knows or hears, but it's still possible. Um, the scripture says that he gives the gifts as the spirit is willing. And so as the spirit is willing, we just have to be yielded. I mean, yeah. do you not agree? So I'm going to share my story, and then Prophet Eddie's going to uh, talk for a little bit. Um, so... We're in, the, in this room praying together, and all of a sudden, I'm like flying, hurtling through this space, like just vast emptiness. I'm like, I'm like, where am I? I see some lights in front of me. It's like a dark emerald green flashing, sparkling. And the next thing you know, I'm, it's like big in front of me, and then I'm, and then I'm inside of it, and the, it changes colors very rapidly in a rainbow, and then suddenly I'm back in the room. I'm like, <laughs> what do you do with stuff like that? I'm like, I... I so I'm like, okay. And then we uh, go on a little bit further. Um, we're still praying together. People are talking. They said uh, angels are here. They're, different people are, you know, sharing what's happening. And I did. I shared my experience with them. And then uh, a moment later, uh, or before that, I think, actually, this is the first encounter. That was the second. Uh, uh, so previously, I was translated or taken up into the third heaven, if you will, to this place. And, and I've never shared this from, from the pulpit yeah. before. I don't think. And um, I was standing in this um, place where there was like pink mist, like clouds, like his glory, I guess, are all around me as far as I could see. It was just, you know, this really light pink and um, the silhouette of mountains in the, in the far distance in every direction I could see. And I fell back into it and I was like, oh, my gosh. I was, and then I was back in the room again. Yeah. The third and final one was the best one. This one I was taken up high above what I could tell you was like almost the last great harvest because it looked like a sea of people was a billion, the billion soul harvest, which is, you know, what we're preparing for here and now before Jesus comes back. And um, I could see the glow of Jesus upon the crowd. Absolutely just life changing. Mm -hmm. I I could hear their worship and I I couldn't see him, but I um, because he was, you know, my view wasn't full there, but I could see. I was so high, all I could see was, you know, just like kind of like little dots, you know. And uh, that was it. <laughs> I mean, the, yeah. these visions, I mean, it's hard to explain. It's hard to make sense of. But I believe the reason, one of the reasons that I was able to have these is because it's an invitation. For those of you guys who are taking notes, 
but would maybe ask and say, well, you know, you know, is this is there really a purpose behind this, or, or you know, why should why should I want this? It's because ultimately our our place is to have the supernatural be normal. It's to have you know a supernatural encounter, which is not supernatural necessarily to us who are who belong to heaven, um, but to just be able to have that fellowship with his presence and so i would just really encourage you guys as we really press into this beholding jesus let's do it let's go all in after it. let's read what uh, revelation six five or six talks about the picture of jesus i saw him white hair eyes like fire am i at the wrong chapter four it's in the beginning parts of revelation yeah huh Close enough. enough. <laughs> John sees Jesus, um, the glorified Jesus, because in Isaiah, he's seeing the word of God before he became glorified um, as the Lord. Well, after he was re-glorified because he left glory. Anyways, <laughs> side note. Yeah, that's that's my side of it. Yeah. Amen. Well, <clears throat> you know, oftentimes I believe that most people don't really want to um, have a full encounter with the Lord to really see him because the secondary consequence of you seeing him is that you have to conform to his image. You have to be changed like him. You know, the Bible says Isaiah saw the Lord high and lifted up and strength filled the temple. He then, after he seen the Lord in his glorified state or his holy state, he then said, I'm a man of unclean lips and I dwell among a people of unclean lips. And so when you're, when you're in the presence and beholding Jesus, you see what needs to be changed in your life and around your life. But oftentimes we don't want to do that. And so when we really say we want to encounter Jesus, what we really mean is we want to have a spiritual dose of spiritual marijuana is what I call it. <laughs> we, we, we want to get high on the spirituality and the charge in the room. Um, and then we're ready to leave and go eat Denny's IHOP. Wow. You know, because we have the munchies. You know, and so most of the time, oftentimes, when we say we really want to encounter the Lord, we mean we want a high dose of spirituality. Because your secondary consequence of you seeing him is you have to be changed. You have to get out of your mess. You got to get out of your sin. You got to get out of your um, iniquity. And so that's why we really don't really want to be changed. Is because um, if we're really honest, we love our sin. We love it. It's pleasurable. If, you, if sin was not pleasurable, you wouldn't want to, there would be no taste in your mouth for it. You know, and so um, I remember um, years ago, me and my wife, we, we lived in Austin, and my parents were there um, for Mother's Day, my mom and my dad and my whole family. I was in the room, um, and I was falling asleep, and then my wife tried to wake me up, and she couldn't wake me up and started screaming, and I was dead in the room. And I could see from above, out of body experience, I could literally see my, my dad was, my dad's here. He ran into the room. My mother ran into the room. My younger brothers and everyone. And they tried to wake me up, and I was dead for about five, ten minutes. Um, and then I had an encounter with the Lord. And then the Lord said, um, he said, son, you know this from years ago. He said, I called you to be a prophet. I called you to have a tangible experience with me, with the supernatural. And I remember, and, and, and most of the time, you know, my dad was freaking out, my wife was, and, and my mother <laughs> would yeah. freak out, but she didn't. My mother, you know, had the spirit of discernment. She said, no, he's having a visitation. Wow. And she left the room. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and um, I remember coming back and then 
um, I said, God, what am I supposed to do with this? I know you called me a prophet, and you know, I know people have spoken, but, but why, why me? Why do I have to walk in this? Because really, you know, if you are prophetic, then you really know and understand the ridicule, the backbiting, the talking behind your back. You can hear it all, and you really don't want the weight of that title. You know, and so I told the Lord, I said, I don't really want to do that. I don't want to go to Beaumont. I don't like those people. I don't like those heathens. That's exactly what I said. I was born a racist, so I know. <laughs> so I said, I don't want to go back and deal um, with all of that, especially being prophetic. And the Lord said, and, and, and if you're prophetic, then you know you don't have a choice. You don't have a real. And so I found myself like Jonah going through Rail Seminary, you know, coming back to Beaumont and then ultimately doing the will of the Father, you know. And so um, when we talk about beholding Jesus, what we're really honestly talking about is beholding the kingdom. Because the Bible says the kingdom is within you. What's in you? The spirit, the spirit of the Lord. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom and its righteousness. And then all these things shall be added unto you. But how do you seek the kingdom? By seeking the king of the kingdom. And the secondary consequence of you seeking the king is that you understand that you don't have a real. That when you're in the kingdom, it's ultimately up to him. It's his show and we're just the extras in the movie. You know, and so I've come to find out is, you know, um, that when I've stepped into the kingdom, I don't have a rule anymore. I, I know, you know, I know you can, you know, vouch, you know, that you may want to do some things and the Lord says, no. You know, you may want to say some things. No. I, I, would, I would add and say yeah. that when I, when I finally decided to die to my will, yeah. I realized the desires that he put in my heart became so much greater and grander. Yeah. And, and like you said, my will now becomes his will. Yeah. So yeah. I, I just, I think that's amazing. Yeah. But you have to first learn how to die to, your, yeah. to yourself. And, and so you said that, you know, about dying, but the Bible says next is, it says, if you see the face of God, you will what? Surely die. And so what was, it's not just talking about physical death, but it's no dying to yourself, dying to your, you know, I, oftentimes a lot of people have a misconception of the scripture. Um, the scripture goes, he will give you the desires of your heart. And we believe, okay, my desires for a computer, he's going to give that to me. No, he's going to give you what to desire. He's going to give you what to want. Because oftentimes your desires may not be his desires. It's just worldly desires. It, it's just worldly desires. You know, and oftentimes it will... It, Bring something far more greater that's not in his real for your life. You know, and so um, I found myself, you know, on the campus of ORU, on the, uh, you know, in my bedroom, you know, here in Beaumont, in, in Austin, um, seeking the face of God for years. God, what do you want for my life? What do you want for my life? Not my will, but your will be done. Yeah. Not my will, but your will be there. You know, and so, you know, then I remember... Um, I remember walking the streets of Austin. And um, what was the festival? South by Southwest. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I remember there's this, this uh, person that was dressed you know, in the occult from top to bottom. Wow. Uh, he looked at me, he said, I don't like you. And I was like, well, he talking, am I black? No, because he's black too. Like, <laughs> so he's not racist. <laughs> so uh, my, you know, then the Holy Spirit said, no, he's talking about what you walk in. Wow. He does not like that light because you look like me. And so, you know, I became uncomfortable and I was so ready to go home. And so we left, you know, downtown Austin and, and rushed back home. And then the Lord said, you know, why are you afraid to show the light to people? You know, and this recently, I've been studying on the spirits of God. 
And then the Lord said he's giving back, prophetically he said he's giving back the spirit of might to the church. That we would be bold and we would stand up for righteousness and we won't be afraid and we're not going to relent and that we'll be stubborn. You know, that we'll be stubborn with the image of God because ultimately it's not just to behold him but to reflect him. We don't just want to behold them because, you know, many can be in the presence and behold them. But if you don't change and then reflect them, y'all have a shirt and I love y'all shirt. In the back it says, you know, peanut butter is, you know, it's good by itself, but it's better when you spread it. That that's the the ultimate call of the gospel is to spread the good news, you know. And so, um, and, and you may you you may not be evangelistic in a way where you can go out on the streets and evangelize, but you have your spouse that probably needs evangelism. You, you, you have your family members that probably need the word of the probably, Lord. Probably yourself. <laughs> probably yourself. You know. And so, you know, oftentimes I found, you know, that many people, you know, when they really say they want to encounter the Lord, they're saying they want a spiritual dose, you know, but they really no, don't they want all, to be changed. No, they all left already. Oh, they left. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we want the real yeah. deal here. Come on. Who's here for the Amen. real deal? Amen. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, do you want to share that other thing you were telling me, uh, your translation experience? Oh, yeah, I just sure. think it's so important <laughs> yeah. that we yeah. talk about how what we read about in Acts of the Apostle yeah. is for today. Yeah. The, yeah. the, you know, the gifts of the spirit, you know, speaking in tongues, you know, keeping it real, you know, yeah. um, being on your face before God, changing, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> standing yeah. for what's right. Yeah. You know, and so I would say this, that the um, result of you seeing him and then reflecting him is that he sends these gifts your way. And so these gifts weren't acquired in a sort, but they were given to me for the advancement of his kingdom. Amen. You know, and so I don't walk in words of knowledge just to walk in it. And and I and oftentimes, you know, if you know my wife knows I don't like walking in it. You know, because oftentimes the attention gets on me and so I have to rush to the background because I hate attention, first of all. <laughs> I'm introverted, INFJ. So <laughs> um oftentimes I try to rush to the background because I hate attention on me. And so, you know, um, but the Lord gives these gifts to us for the advancement of his kingdom. But a lot of times we use it for the advancement of our empires. And we're building human empires instead of, of pushing the kingdom of God. And so I told the Lord one day, I said, God, I'm okay with having about 10 members after a church split happened. I said, I'm okay with having 10 members as long as we're advancing the kingdom. Because I got stuck for a little bit in religious tradition. And, and it's so easy to, I got stuck. Okay, we got to go to church. We got this, we got this, we got this, we got this, we got this. No. No, I said, God, I want your fire to rest in the building. I, I want your fire to be so great that when we walk in the room, we automatically are translated into your presence. And so, you know, I've, I've come to find out, you know, that the gifts are the result of me beholding and then reflecting him, you know, and... That's so good. I, I think we should just stop right there. I mean, if you guys are not getting this, I mean, come on. Yeah. That's so good. You know, but we put such a big emphasis on the gifts, and, I, and, and they are important for the advancement of the kingdom, you know, um, but the fruit is way much more important. Wow. The fruit will oftentimes birth the gifts, but the gifts will never birth the fruit. You can be flowing in the gift of prophecy, but you can be nasty and nobody want to be around you. So then your gift of prophecy is now um, um, miscued because you can't really prophesy because nobody want to hear your voice. 
you know? It's, it's illegal. Yeah. It's, it's an illegal tap into the kingdom of God. Yeah. And it's why uh, Jesus responds in uh, Matthew when he says, I don't know who you are. He yeah. Said that, that yeah. They said, we, we cast out demons, we prophesy. He said, yeah. I don't know you. Yeah. And so, you know, when the Lord really started downloading these things in my life, I remember the first translation I had was at Old Roberts University. I was just, you know, my, my, my dad's here, my wife's here, and they could tell you I would be on my face for about 10 hours a night, day and night, for about months straight. And sleep for about two, you know, eight hours, and I had time because I only had a few classes, you know. And so um, because of my, and, and I used to say this to the Lord. I said, God, I don't want your hand. I want your heart. I want my heart to beat at the same rhythm of yours. I want to be hungry for the things you're hungry for. I, I, I want to cry at the things that you cry for. I want, I want to be angry at the things you're angry for. And I really felt my heart begin to beat at the same rhythm of his. Wow. And then I remember the first time is I was um, um, in my dorm room. And I remember looking at my ceiling. I remember blinking. And then, look, and then you know, opening my eyes again, and I saw stars. So I said, hold on, wait a minute. You know, uh uh, wait, <laughs> this, this is a little freaky. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, the Lord, you know, told me, I said, I must be having an out of body experience, which I've had before. You know, and, and you know, oftentimes if you're charismatic, you know, those are a lot more common than translations. And the Lord said, No, you are physically here. I said, Physically where? <laughs> he said, You're physically in Haiti. And I was like, Wait a minute. What? And I remember standing up, and it was on this bridge, and this woman was pushing this cart, um, and she had all this stuff filled in this cart, and then she, you know, pushed it away, and then turned towards, you know, um, the river, um, the body of water, and then she just didn't get ready and jump. And the Lord said, evangelize to her right now. And I remember going up to her and evangelizing. And I remember speaking the word of the Lord. And see, honestly, this is true evangelism. The only instance of evangelism we have in Scripture is Philip, right. who was an evangelist, who went to preach, and then he was translated. And so I remember preaching the word of the Lord to her, and then she gave her life to Christ, back to Christ, uh, and finding out that her parents were um, the pastors of one of the biggest churches in that region. And so she gave her life back to Christ, and then I remember just being back in my dorm room. You can't tell me prayer is not working. You know they were praying for her. Yes, yes. You know, and then I remember my spiritual father calling me. He said, son, where are you? I said, oh, dad, a lot just happened. He said, I know. He said, where are you? I said, I'm at ORU. He said, okay. But were you just in Haiti? I said, yeah. He said, well, I'm in Haiti right now preaching the gospel. And the church he was preaching at was the woman's church. And so she was even able to go and hear my spiritual father preach and then also get another dose. You know, and so, and then she told, you know, him about the experience. You know, and so, you know, oftentimes I don't, you know, say the experience a lot because a lot of people, they're like, oh, that sounds mystical, new age. But, but honestly, new age and mysticism took that word from us. That was our word You're right. before You're right. they took it. Yeah. You know, and the Bible says the kingdom suffered violence and the violence take it by force. That we need to go back into the enemy's camp and take that thing. No. You know, we take back what's rightfully ours, you know. And so we're supposed to have supernatural experiences. And honestly, they're not really supernatural. Right. They're natural. You know, this, I, I tell this, you know, to my church all the time, this realm is more fake than the spirit realm. It came from, the, yeah. it came yeah. from that realm. Yes. This realm only exists because of the spiritual yeah. realm. Yeah. 
out. You know, and so, you know, if we're going to talk about encountering Jesus, beholding, and then reflecting, and then moving in the gifts of the Spirit, um, it's ultimately for the advancement of the kingdom. That's it. I told, I told the Lord, I said, I don't want to preach another message if it's not for the advancement of your kingdom. I, I, I don't want to pray for another person if it's not for the advancement of your kingdom. You know, and so that's been my model now for, you know, you know half of this year, um, that I'm going to move based on advancing your kingdom. Not my name, not my ministry, uh, not, not my wife's name, not, I, not the gifts that's on the inside of me that you place that I'm borrowing. But for the advancement of your kingdom. Yeah. So good. Yeah. I guess you want me to talk. I'm just like, I mean, I'm like, I'm just trying to take all that in. I mean, that's, that is good. I, I, don't, I really couldn't have said it better myself, uh, nor is there any need to. Um, I almost, I wonder, what do we want to do next? We talked a little bit about this. You know, um, I guess the only thing, um, you talked about you talked about something I, I had on my heart, which was um, part of us dies every time we see the face of God. Yeah. And I just think that's amazing that, you know, we're supposed to be doing that. We're seeking the face of God in order that what is not really us, it's not really our true identity, should fall yeah. off. It should perish. Um, that's why, you know, he said, I die daily. Yeah. Um, and I just, I just think that's, that's amazing. It's important um, that we keep that at the center. It's like you said, I'm a, I, the purpose of all of this, the reason I, I want to behold him, the reason that I want to seek him, the reason that I want him to reveal to me is, is to advance his kingdom. Yeah. Um, you know, keep the mission, the main thing. You know, I just, I think it's so amazing that, you know, even you and I were here together doing this, not necessarily today, but, you know, working in the same city and just, you know, it, in such a time as this, I don't, I don't know if you guys realize this, but we are so close to the end of this age. Yeah. I mean, we're waiting for a few different things that I want to get into, but I think what you're talking about is really so important for where we are as far as properly reflecting him, which is, you know, advancement of the kingdom. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's a lot, lots of stories that um, could be told today and, um, you know, maybe should be. Um, but I, I, I definitely want to leave you guys with something, and then I think we should maybe do a little bit of activation. How many of you guys want to actually move forward into what he's talking about, what we're talking about today? Several of you guys. Okay. Well, we're going we're gonna, to um, move this table here, um, and then we'll uh, get going there in just a second, if you guys would be so kind to move this and these stools. Um, there's a book I read earlier this year. Um, Joshua Mills, you know the guy? No, I don't. Man, he's weird. Yeah. Um, I mean, but I love weird. So. Yes, right, for sure. Um, I mean, we all have our we all have our weird uh, kinks and different things that you know make us individuals. And I love what makes people unique. Um, sometimes it drives me crazy. I know I drive my wife crazy. Yeah. But Joshua Mills is one of these guys that can make you scratch your head. Yeah. But this book he, he wrote called Moving in the Glory Realms will make you think. 
it'll really make you think because as far as the translation stuff, he talks about that in there a lot. He has a lot of just, you know, these encounters. And so for those of you guys, you can go back and read um, Kenneth E. Hagen. He has a book about, you know, I believe in visions. He saw Jesus. Um, there's lots of people that you can read about that see have seen Jesus, see Jesus. Yeah. Um, Andrew, uh, our worship leader, he yeah. said he's seen uh, Jesus uh, his face in here multiple times now. Yeah. And so it's, you know, it's happening more commonly. Um, this book had helped me kind of deal with my outer body experience because yeah. I thought, man, this is so weird. Uh, but anyways, it's called Moving in the Glory Realms uh, by Joshua Mills. Of course, uh, Kenneth e. Hagen, he had that book um, as well. Did you have any material that you wanted to recommend? Just man, as, as we're yeah. kind of like going over yeah. this. I mean, that's several, you know, Dr. Hakeem Collins has a book out on the supernatural. Um, I know Sean Bowes. Sean Bowes, yeah, so yeah. But yeah. Cool so, guy. Um, okay, well, I'll yeah. get those names from you. And yeah. we can, I'll make sure yes, to sir, pass definitely. those out to you guys this week yes, for the house groups. Yeah. I want to say something because you said, you know, about seeing the, you know, happening more frequently. And mm-hmm. it is. You know, the last time we've seen the face of God um, manifesting frequently was after he had come back to life. And 500 seen him. Mm-hmm. And then he, what, ascended. Right. So we'll probably even see the precursor of that happening, that many are seeing his face before the ascension. You know the, you know the uh, upper room experience um, that uh, Lou Engel shares a dream he had mm-hmm. um, about Jesus um, sneaking into a prayer room yeah. and putting his ear to the ground? Did you hear, did yeah. you hear no, about that one? No. So um, uh, if you're not familiar with upper room, uh, absolutely amazing ministry. And uh, it, it's actually just really... Um, a house for worship and prayer. Yeah. You know, they just keep the main thing, the main thing, you know. Uh, like um, Michael Coulianos, he said, they said, well, what's your secret? How are you growing your church? He said, it's Jesus. They said, yeah, but what is it? <laughs> and he has this explosive Sunday night ministry. I mean, churches don't do Sunday night ministry, and if they yeah. do, it's, it's not explosive. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, he said, well, he said, it's Jesus. He said, but what do you do? He said, well, we worship Jesus until he comes. And then we do what he likes. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's that simple. So simple. You yeah. worship him until he comes and you do what he likes. Yeah. And so this dream that Lou Engel has, um, he says that he sees Jesus in this incredible temple. I guess, you know, the temple. And I, I, I don't know. It's hard to describe from what I remember. But he goes into a prayer room or maybe uh, the outer sanctuary. And or maybe it was the inner. I'm trying to remember exactly. But um, what he ends up doing is he goes into this sneaking in there past some angels, I guess. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. And because he's not supposed to be there. That's, yeah. that's the point of it. And he gets in there and he kneels down. He puts his ear to the ground and he hears his people chanting, Jesus, you can come. Will you come? Yeah. And it's just it's it's the place where we're kind of figuring out, Lord, what does this look like to host your presence daily? Because yeah. this is great. I like this. Corporate is amazing. It's kind of one of the things that I'm like thriving, I like long for on a weekly basis. I'm like, man, like Sundays, wow. You know, what's God going to do next? But we should be encountering and, and having this daily. Yeah. That, you know, uh, where this is longing of God, our heart, Jesus, our hearts burn for you. We, mm-hmm. You're the main thing. I want you. I want to advance you. I want to do what you like. I want yeah. to see your face. I want to seek you. And uh, that dream really shifted and shook a lot. That was earlier this year, um, towards the beginning, uh, or maybe even the be- end of last year. I'm trying to remember. It's been several months now. Yeah. Uh, but I just, 
man, it yeah. just really wrecks me. Yeah. If we had more Christians that mortified the deeds of their flesh, we could see it happen. What I mean by that is Paul said it so clearly. He said, I die daily. But when something dies, something has to come back to life. But Jesus said it. He said, unless the seed falls to the ground and dies, right. it cannot man. produce fruit. Mm-hmm. And so you must die to your flesh so that your spirit man can come to, to life. You know, so anytime I, I'm preaching on getting up, I always say, Lord, decrease me so that you may increase. You know, let me die to my flesh, my desire, my wants, so that you can come to life. And, and, and so, you know, in order for us to really see that move of the Holy Ghost, you know, we have to really die to ourselves. And what does that look like? You know that boyfriend you got ain't the one. I, I don't have a boyfriend, Eddie. <laughs> 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 but, but, but you know some of those things, those, those, those quirks and those things that you are constantly or those, you know, we're doing a series right now of a book. And I told them something I said. You're saying the thoughts that I think that I shouldn't be thinking? Yes. Oh. <laughs> but we're doing this book and I told them, I said, a lot of people want to talk about the big sins. But nobody wanted to talk to about the small ones. Oh, the little white lie. Yeah, the little white. The Bible says it's the small foxes that destroy the vine. Jesus says, "I'm the vine, and you are the branches." So it's the small foxes that destroy your covenant connection with the Father. Those wow. small things, those small that white lie. Or if I just you know tweak this on my income tax report, I get like a thousand more dollars. Uh oh. You know that 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 those habitual sins, those small things, also affect your relationship with Him. And so we have to come into a place where we say, God, we want to behold you. And the only way we can behold you is because the Lord says no sin can be in his presence. It's holiness. It's holiness. You, you, yeah. you touched on it a, a, yeah. a little bit ago, too. <laughs> you know, and so we have to come to a place where we say, God, we want you and only you take these things out of our lives. Purge us of these iniquities, these things um, that so easily beset us. Purge wow. us of these things so that we can come into a place where we um, are defined by your presence. Wow. I've stopped identifying myself with the church. I've stopped. Because we, we say we're the church, but then nowadays we have to question, okay, what church are you? Are you the Catholic church? Are you the hypocritical church? Are you the charismatic church? Are you the church that's easily letting all these small things into the the place, what kind of church are you? I said, no, I'm the kingdom. Because if we are the church, most churches nowadays are human empires. But when it's the kingdom, only one king reigns. Only one king reigns. When it's the kingdom, even the 12 elders throw down their... When it's the kingdom, we don't don't have time for pride and arrogance and Leviathan spirits. When it's the kingdom, we're trying to push the kingdom in this next season. So revival is not tomorrow. Revival wasn't yesterday. Revival is now. We have to be in a state of revival happening daily. I die daily, and because I'm dying daily, I live in a state of revival. And because I live in a state of revival, I can now push revival on you. Come on, that's good. Put revival on you. Because what did Elijah do? Elijah died, and then someone touched his bones, and the guy came back to life. Yeah. That in my death, you could come to life. Yeah. I heard that really strongly. You said revival. Like, right before you said it, I heard it. Yeah. I believe he wants to revive um, some things, some people. Um, but I believe... Uh, what it's going to take is uh, 
the dying repentance. Yeah. So uh, maybe we just sit here for a minute. Yeah, yeah. If this is something that you need to do, there's an area of your life that needs to die. Um, I think we just let the Lord minister, but don't stay where you're at. I, I, I believe the step of action is going to help make that shift for those things to fall off. There's an area of your life, and this is not about other people seeing it. This is between you and him. So that's why I encourage you to take a step out if you have any place in your life. And then we'll, uh, we'll just flow here for a minute. So take it away. Just focus on him. Thank you, Jesus.
I heard the Lord, I don't know if this is on, I heard the Lord say that a lot of people are moving on other people's faith. This is a season for you to launch out. We put a bad reputation on Thomas. We call him the doubter. Uh, Thomas said, unless I see him for myself, I won't believe. It's not that he was just doubting, but Thomas said, I'm not going to move on your word, on your faith. I, I want to have my own tangible experience with God. Because of that, Thomas was one of the only ones that touched God in his glory. For those that want a tangible experience, this moment is for you. This moment is for you. Just say, Father, hide your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Wash me, cleanse me, make me as white as snow. I want to have a tangible experience with the Almighty. You don't have to live on your mother's faith. You don't have to live on your father's faith. You don't have to live, for, live on your wife's faith. You can have your own faith in him. You, you can have your own experience. You can have your own tangible experience. You can touch God. You can touch the hem of his garment. You can see him face to face. You can see him. You can behold his presence. You, you can. Yeah, you can, you can. You can do it. Yourself, Libe, so, my God. So, Shaya Lama, so. Tangible experiences, tangible, tangible, you will taste and see that the Lord is good. He that hath an ear, open up their ears, Father. Shimaka, let them smell the sweet fragrance of your presence. Shoo, let them let open up their eyes like you did Elijah's servant, that they may see the realm of the supernatural now. Father, we do it now. Activation now in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, do it now. Let your church move in power in this season. We will not be afraid of Nechabaneza. We shall not be afraid of Baal. We shall not be afraid of of, of, of anyone because we know that the God who answers by fire is the 
only God and we shall move in power in the name of Jesus. Your church will not be afraid. Your church shall not shrink back in fear because your church shall move in your supernatural power. Power now. We will move in power. Power for the advancement of the kingdom of God. Shobakata. See me too. Pakumata. there someone in here who tasted I was sensing somebody had a taste that tasted if that's you let me know maybe they're online tasting before service yeah. really strong like chocolate yeah. very sweet very sweet I know you can taste the Lord what about a vision somebody who's saying something worshiping when it was happening I felt like I was flagging and I felt light as air and I was being lifted up into space and I just felt the presence of the Lord around me and um, God told me that your worship is the start of revival Pastor Rick, would you stand up with your wife? Just stand up right there. I had the Lord say to prophetically speak life into you. 
that God shall fight for you. For your God is El Gabor, God of war. He shall fight for you. And every seance, every hex, every spell, every word curse, we make it fall to the ground now. Father, we send everything back to the cinder where it came from in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, endue them with power now. Let the power of the Holy Ghost fall. Let it fall on their ministry. Let it fall in their house. Let it fall on their children. Let it fall. The power of the Holy Ghost. Let the Holy Ghost fire fall. Fire fall now. Pa, shoot. Fire fall. Pa, shoot. Fire fall. Pa, pa fire in the name of Jesus. Let the fire of the Holy Ghost rest in their marriage. No more strife. I command the spirit of strife to bind right now in the name of Jesus and I loose a spirit of peace over the home in the mighty name of Jesus. Restoration is yours. It is yours. It is yours. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding shall rest in your house now. God shall fight for you. God shall fight for you. I said again, God shall fight for you. You won't have to fight any battle because the Lord of hosts, the Lord of heaven's armies, shall fight for you. Every time you pray, you have a tangible experience. Your God shall fight. In the name of Jesus. God shall fight for you. Shoo, that is. Ha, that is. That is. That is. Kumata labasu. Lebekuma. So. We break every device of the enemy that is coming against your marriage. We break every single device, every tactic, every scheme of the enemy. And we say, loose here. Their marriage shall be peaceful in the mighty name of Jesus. They shall have peace and love in their marriage. We break the spirit of strife, the spirit of arguments. We break it now. Loose your hold now. In the mighty name of Jesus. so. fresh revelation fall from heaven I see like liquid like silver liquid falling on your head Rick I see like silver liquid falling on your on your head and God said I'm putting revelation in your belly I, 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 uh, you literally just get up and the revelation of God shall come from your mouth I, I, I said this thing Pastor Caitlin a while back I said God let me be like the two witnesses in revelation let every time I speak let fire come out my mouth let fire come out your mouth every time you speak every time you lay hands fire from your hands in the mighty name of Jesus. Pataku su. Yeah. Thank you. Which are both mine coming up here? Is this okay, Pastor? Focus on Jesus, guys. Let him minister. Let him minister. We worship you, Lord. 
thank you, Lord. We praise you. We praise you. We glorify you. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We praise you. Come on. It's the glorious one. It's the majestic one. We praise Oh, hallelujah. who you are you right here lift up your hands just stay right there because the gift of healing is falling in your hands right now father we activate it right now in the mighty name of jesus we activate it now in the name of jesus we tell the 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 gift that's been dormant for a long time we pull it forth in the name of jesus we pull it out of his belly now let the ah, shoot let the gift of healing come come forward now for the advancement of the kingdom of heaven come forward come forward come forward come forward come forward come forward we pull it now let it come, let it come. Ha 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 ha. Let it come. We activate it Could we, if anyone wants activation, just come up? Me and Pastor could pray and activate and part some things into you for the advancement of God's kingdom that you would go out and you would proclaim the gospel and you shall be bold about it I go, oh, I know this is a little harsh, Pastor, but I tell every sissy spirit in this church uh, to leave in the mighty name of Jesus. Uh, we produce a spirit of boldness uh, ooh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, boldness to proclaim the word of the Lord. Uh, why are you afraid when you have the word of the Lord in you? You carry, you carry, you carry the rhema word of the Lord. Shapa. There it is. Somataya. 
Let the power of God fall now. Let the power of God fall. Matako, let the power shoo in the name of Jesus.